Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of a Cincy Fan Talking. Make sure you hit that link tree and hit everything up inside that link tree. A lot of good causes in there. Make sure you register to vote. You can hit that up on the link tree as well. It's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about as always. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Forget what they out here telling you. Don't believe the hype. For real. Public Enemy said that a long time ago. It's more real today than it was back then. Wear a mask when you go out here in these streets. You might run into a whole lot of people not wearing one. Forget all that. <laughs> Sport your mask. I think I'm up to about... I think I got about nine of them now. Um, we'll get into that in a second, though. <laughs> um. So, yeah. I guess you can call this Bengals talk. I feel like this is a little bit bigger than that. It's it's kind of like Bengals talk, but to me, me personally, this is this is more like the Bengals are doing what a whole lot of people and businesses have been doing to people of color for a very long time so to set this up i'm gonna make this make the make a long story short a report came out saying that in 2017 you had about a group of 10 or so Bengals that wanted to kneel when the Bengals played the packers it was like week three 2017 the owner of the Bengals, mike brown came out told him that he didn't want him to do it didn't tell him that they couldn't not allowed to do that but he strongly urged them not to do it and told them that the fans would not like it think about what fans wouldn't like it and furthermore some of the um, players on the team said that they felt like their contracts for the next year wouldn't be too good. This got confirmed by some players that came over the next year. One player said that he didn't get signed because he did kneel. Another player said he did get signed because he didn't kneel for his team, his previous team. <sighs> I tell you what. If it already wasn't hard enough to be a Bengals fan, what with all of the losing in the 90s <laughs> and then the close to winning a playoff game in the early 2000s and not getting over the hump. And then the sustained losing in the playoffs. And now we're back to the losing and getting laughed at. And then we finally have a product that it looks like we can be proud of. And now me as a black man, I feel like I got to hop off the bus. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like. now. I feel like I got to hop off the bus because 
how can I possibly stand by a product where the owner is basically telling me as a black man, as a black fan, I don't matter. And I know we're going to have some Bengals fans in the house that go like, well, what about all the programs that the Bengals do? What about all these programs and what about all the stuff that they do in the community? Blah, blah, blah. I get that. I understand all of that. As a teacher, I see some of these programs. I see some of these players walk into the school and give these speeches to juniors and seniors. I see some of these honor roll kids get to go to the zoo and see Bengals and see Bengals coaches. And I see all of this stuff. I get that. Here's what I'm saying, though. Here's my point. When us as black people, us as people of color, when we need the most watched sport in the country to make a statement, where they at? <laughs> you got NASCAR, freaking NASCAR out here standing behind their one black driver and we had to get the biggest players in football to make a video in order to get Roger Goodell to finally do something that he should have done four years ago that's what it took think about that it took nine or ten players it took Patrick Mahomes and Michael Thomas and like <laughs> mass other people. It took all of these people to finally get Roger Goodell off his hind parts and do something. And he still didn't apologize to Colin Kaepernick. Still the words, my bad, or you know what? Sorry about that, cuz. Or whoops. <laughs> None of that has fell off of his lips yet. Meanwhile, in freaking NASCAR, a sport that psh, barely any black people watch. NASCAR has no cause, no reason to do anything remotely close to support this because they're not going to lose anything. Like that's my point. They can do it for public perception, but as far as money, they're not losing anything for if they don't say anything. They're really not. They would be fine. They would they would lose much more money by not catering to the Confederate flag folks. By telling the Confederate folks to not bring their flag, they're risking so much more. They really are. Think about this. Think about how many Confederate flags you see at a NASCAR truck race, at a NASCAR race. Think about it. It looks like Mississippi. Like, like it looks like you see Mississippi flags 
everywhere. You have to look real close to make sure, oh, that's not a Mississippi flag. That's a Confederate flag. They look kind of close. Mississippi really needs to change that flag. They really do. And NASCAR decided to listen to Bubba Wallace and say, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. Don't bring that Confederate flag to our stuff. That's what they did. They put support behind their person, not their people of color, <laughs> their person of color. Meanwhile, the NFL, 70% African-American, 70% people of color, not even just African-American. We're talking Latinos as well. When we're up here, like, look, we have police brutality. We have all types of things going on in our community. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to kneel in front of the flag. Okay, you can go ahead and kneel in front of the flag, but it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's not like the owners can actually tell them not to do it. I mean, he's a grown man. You're not going to stop him. But... It's like some of the Cincinnati Bengals said. Those paychecks for next year might not be there. If you try to go to another team, you're going to look like a troublemaker. So it's not like they're stopping them from kneeling. But look at Colin Kaepernick. Do you want to get treated like Colin Kaepernick? Because that's what happened when he did that. And nobody wants that to happen to them. That's the thing. He's getting blackballed. And if you don't believe he's getting blackballed, pop in a copy of Madden 19. Just go ahead and pop in a copy of Madden 19. His name is bleeped out. Like, they won't even use his name in some of the lyrics, in some of the song lyrics. If you don't believe me, Pop in Madden 18. They bleeped his name out of that as well. His name is treated like a curse word. Think about that. Like the F word. Like the S word. The K word. <laughs> That's what it's treated like. So you put all of that. You, you put all of that into one big gumbo pot. And then you think about this report. You would think the Cincinnati media would be all over this. You would think Bengals Twitter would be lit up with this stuff. No. Mm -mm. Not at all. Mm -mm. Not even a little bit. I'm on Twitter a lot. I mean, as a teacher, during a quarantine, there's literally nothing for me to do. I'm on Twitter and I'm teaching my seven year old how to play Street Fighter. <laughs> That's basically what we do. She's really good, by the way. Like, she's extremely good at Street Fighter. It's scary. That's basically what we've been doing. So, I'm on Twitter expecting to get into some really good conversations about this. Nobody on Cincinnati Twitter is really talking about it. It's not even really a discussion. Big discussions on Cincinnati Twitter include people getting their Joe Burrow jerseys. 
<laughs> um, T. Higgins fantasy football projections. Oh, and there are a few people saying, yeah, it's really good that he didn't do that, that they didn't get the kneel. And of course, there were a few people, like I said before, there were a few people that actually had some sense and they were like, why in the world did they not do that? There's Mike Brown doing Mike Brown stuff again, trying to cater to everybody when he should be catering to everybody. I saw a couple people saying that as well. And it makes it really hard to be a Bengals fan. It really does. It is frustrating. To me, it's systemic of Cincinnati in general. I feel like in Cincinnati, we take two steps forward and four steps back as far as this whole sports and racism thing. I mean, I, I just, that that's the honest to goodness truth. And it's not just Cincinnati. I feel like that's racism in sports as a whole. And it brings me back to something I said a couple of weeks ago. It might have been a couple of podcasts ago. Some of these athletes, what's going to happen is they're going to catch up and they're going to start feeling like maybe it's best for me not to play sports once sports come back online because I don't feel value as an athlete because of all of the stuff that's happening. And I feel like we need to get behind them if they decide to do that because there's going to be some athletes. It's already happening in the WNBA. They're way ahead of the curve on this and they always have been. There are going to be some athletes, some, some male athletes that say, look, maybe it's not time for me to come back because there's some, there's still some racial issues. There's still some other issues that I need to be online fighting for. They're going to get some backlash from some, fans <laughs> like you need to you need to win us the title like you don't care maybe they care more than you think they do so that that's kind of what I'm waiting on I, I'm kind of waiting to see if that happens as far as the Bengals that's it, it was it was disappointing to read that I wasn't really disappointed in the players I saw some fans <laughs> and I just keep kind of air quoting that fans thing because I, I just don't get how some people treat athletes like it, it, it's just weird but I wasn't really upset with the athletes that that didn't kneel because you're talking about paychecks here you're talking about people that need to feed their families like and you saw exactly what happened to Colin Kaepernick and you're asking people to make a choice in the heat of battle. And maybe they needed time to think about it. Maybe they needed a couple of weeks to go like, okay, you know, maybe I can, I just don't really know what to do. So I really can't question anybody's motives. I'm more upset with the people that put them in that position. That's my thing. Colin Kaepernick did something that was, that was absolutely positively awesome. It it took tremendous guts 
just because somebody else didn't do it, it doesn't make them have less heart or less guts. It simply means that the powers that be put them in a ridiculous position to where they had to make that choice in the first place. So the onus isn't on the people that didn't make that decision. It's on the people that forced them to have to choose that in the first place. And I think a lot of people are missing that. It's not on the people that had to make the decision. It's on the people that forced them to make the choice in the first place. I think a lot of people need to understand that, especially in the times that we're living in. There are a lot of people that are forcing people to make that, that are forcing other people to make decisions that they shouldn't have to make in the first place. There people shouldn't have to make the decisions that they're making today. And there are people above all of us that they should they should think better. They should do better. So it's on us to simply choose wisely. So I'm going to go ahead and end on that. Make sure you check me out. I'm going to go ahead and drop another one in a couple of days. Be safe out there. Wear a mask. Quote public enemy again. Don't believe the hype. Wear a mask out here. This coronavirus isn't going away anytime soon. Because if it was, it'd be gone already. So until we get something that's going to keep us safe, social distance, wear a mask. If you can, let me know what you thought about this. Uh, leave a review. Tell me how you felt. Um, until we talk again, um, be safe and life is good. See you when I see you. Peace.